0: The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of GAU Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a GAU media station. The Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from the West Bar and Grill in Beaumont. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz
1: Rewind starts now. What a goofy way to lose a game. Again. How does that happen twice in a season?
2: Because you're the Texans. That is on brand for me, for the Texans. And to Deshaun's credit, he's basically throwing to Kiki QT, to Chad Hansen, to David Johnson, and racking up 370 yards. And no matter how many times the guy gets hit, he keeps getting back up.
1: Most people were angry that Notre Dame got in despite losing to Clemson. And I'm curious what your thoughts on this, because I, I have a few.
2: This wasn't about let's find the four best teams. This was about let's find the four biggest audiences. And Notre Dame has the biggest audience of any team. So that's why they're in.
1: But no, I, and I want to make it clear. If I were on the committee, I would have put AM in over Notre Dame. I just understand why they did it. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman. And we're back on the blitz. Our number 713 780 espn is your number. 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like, send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at P. Creighton1, at Aaron is Blitzed at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. And you can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. Miss the first two hours? A lot of football talk. Uh, some Texans talk. You heard that, uh, have been very sportsy, but Hey, it's a Monday and, uh, we have not even gotten to the latest rumors surrounding Patrick Creighton's favorite player, James Harden. <laughs> so I'll start with this. Our very own John Granato or Johan Granato, as I like to call him, uh, tweeted out that, uh, an impeccable source said the Raptors and Celtics are favorites right now for James Harden. It'd be a package for Pascal Siakam and more, or Jalen Brown and more. Now, first off, I know John. I know John would not put this out there unless he got it from a very, very good source. Um, however, if I'm the Raptors, I'm not making that deal. First off, how does he fit? Because you've got two guards already in Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry. You just paid Van Vliet a bunch of money. So you're going to go with a three-guard thing and take away your best inside player? So I'm thinking you have to trade one of those two guys with him. I don't think you're better if you trade Kyle Lowry and Siakam for James Harden. I don't think that makes you a better team.
2: No, and you mentioned fit. And like we saw what the Rockets did last year to try to accommodate fit and ultimately it didn't work. But if you're the Raptors, and your whole concept is built around a team approach, not one superstar who dominates the ball, but ball movement, team approach. You got Lowry, Van Vliet, Siakamal, three of those guys kind of equal, you know, in the eyes of the Raptor law, per se. You put Harden in there. Harden is the lead dog. Everybody else get in line. Those guys are probably not going to take real well to that. After we just saw uh, how... Russell Westbrook didn't like the idea of, well, it's James's show. You get in line, but you're the the first guy in line. Uh, it didn't work with Chris Paul. It didn't work with Dwight Howard. All those guys who are used to being in a, I guess, a more equitable system are not going to want to suddenly become serfs to James Harden. That deal doesn't make any freaking sense to me at all.
1: Yeah, and my wife's a huge Raptors fan. She would hate that. But if uh, listen,
2: but, if they can get Pascal Siakam,
1: yeah, oh, from the Rockets' perspective, I take that in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat, yeah. I, I just, I, it, it feels weird from a fit uh, perspective. Now the Jalen Brown deal makes a little more sense to me uh, because you know he's a two three, and for the Rockets, I, I don't know if that. I, I think you can do better than him, but that would make sense.
2: That's I love Jalen Brown. Yeah. Um. There was. Uh, previously there had been talk about this idea of Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and, uh, you know, a handful of picks. I I really like Jalen Brown as a player. Um, again, if I could pull that deal, I'm hitting the button before Danny Ainge sobers up. But I, that's another one that doesn't make sense to me because, you know, Boston already has the track record of, hey, we brought in Gordon Hayward. Injuries didn't really work. We brought in... Uh, uh, Kyrie Irving, eh, that, that didn't work. Uh, why do we want to go that route again of bringing in the mercurial superstar and seeing if it's going to be a fit with everything that they do and the type of culture they have in Boston? I, I don't think he meshes in there. You know he and Brad Stevens, they'll be fighting from like the word go, only they probably have an owner that won't fire Brad Stevens 11 games into a season because Harden decided he didn't want to listen to the coach. I don't think that deal makes sense for the Celtics. I get Jalen Brown in here. Sold.
1: Here's here's the one I like best, but curious what you think. And this one uh, is a different rumor that did not come from John Uh Oh, so I don't. I I put less credence in this one. Dirty dirt. The Rockets are in advanced discussions to send James Harden to the Denver Nuggets for Jamal Murray, a plethora of future picks and Michael Porter Jr.
2: Sold. Done. Go. I I love Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray can play. And Michael Porter Jr. probably would have been a top 3 pick if he didn't have the back injury. He looks completely healthy. They don't they have too many guys in the same position in Denver, but Michael Porter Jr. is going to be, you know, a really good player. He's already a really good player. All he needs is more opportunity. If I can get Murray and Porter Jr., and a fistful of picks and swaps, I'm selling that right now. I already know I can't win with Harden. So, like, this was the whole thing behind the Brooklyn deal, right? The idea of, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, and people say, oh, well, you can't trade Harden for those kind of guys. Those kind of guys who overperform and are just really good players. They're not superstars. They're really good players. Those three guys are the reason why the Nets overachieved and why Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant wanted to go to Brooklyn because they already had a core of good players, and they could then push them over the top. Isn't that the thinking? You acquire guys like that, you get... Uh, a Jamal Murray, and a Michael Porter Jr., you've got two of those pieces that you would then add a superstar in via you know cash, trade, or however you do it, Rockets likely trade. That puts you that, – that's how you get over the top. That's how you get superstars to want to come to your team is you've got the other guys in place. The Rockets right now, they don't have the other guys in place. They need to get the other guys in place. Although maybe Christian Wood becomes one of those guys. Yeah, I mean,
1: he to me is an interesting, uh, an interesting guy to bring in because he really hadn't shown much until the second half of last season, and maybe he's, he's maybe he's figured it out and turned it on, and I mean, he's looked good in the preseason, but that doesn't count. Uh, but if that's a guy that you're right about, who's got an up arrow next to his name, uh, could yeah, that that's that's a guy that you can use to rebuild around, and I mean that's the kind of player you need two or three of, frankly.
2: And if I've got that guy and, and the arrow stays up and then I land a Jamal Murray and a Michael Porter Jr., you know what I have? I have three guys to build around and I have a core team that a superstar would want to come in on and, okay, I'm going to be the guy who takes them up to the next level. That's the, the whole idea of, you know, for Tita with this, oh, the, the Rockets have to get a cornerstone player. You're not going to get a cornerstone player. The cornerstone player is the guy you get after you make the deal. And to me, the longer they hold on to James Harden, I feel like the harder it's going to be to get a really good deal. If that rumor about the Nuggets and the Rockets is true, man, I would pull that deal so fast.
1: Yeah, I I think there's, there's something to be said for keep him around until you get the best deal. I kind of feel like if that's something that, is on the table. That that's the one I want of the 3.
2: I love that deal. Jamal Murray, and I know that because he plays in Denver and Denver, you know, the way they're built, they're they're kind of all built around Jokic and Murray sometimes doesn't get the credit. Jamal Murray can flat out ball and he can score. Porter Jr is an effective player. Uh can play 3, can play 4, he can shoot outside, he can play inside. He, you know, these are the kind of players they need that they don't have. If you want to change your identity from small ball to something a little more uh, you know, traditional, uh, a little more practical, those are the kind of players that you need. And, you know, i tell you what, having John Wall and Jamal Murray in the backfield at the backcourt at the same time, man, you're gonna be playing a hundred miles an hour.
1: Yeah, I uh I I'm intrigued by that 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 one that one interests me, and you know who knows what you're going to get for draft picks. But what does it do for Denver? What what does it make Denver?
2: Denver's whole issue has been they're a really good team, but they don't have the closer. They don't have the guy they can go to when they need a bucket. That guy is going to get a bucket, and that's what Harden is to them. Now we might look at that and go, "Oh, well, great!" In the second round of the playoffs, good luck trying to get that bucket. That's not our problem. No. You know, they are looking for someone to be the closer. Uh, and in, in that case, they wind up with a true two-superstar system with Harden and Jokic.
1: All right. Well, I'm sure there's odds on where James Harden's going to wind up. And if, you know, you know Strip where to club
2: go. Strip club is uh, 1 to 6,000. Uh,
1: you can bet that on my bookie. I'm sure. <laughs> and, uh, guys, this is the cool thing about my bookie. Uh, if you haven't signed up yet, just use uh, promo code RADIO and you're going to get half your deposit matched, up to $1,000. How about that? But right now, all week long, starting today, they've got all kinds of cool stuff going on. They're hooking up players with free bets, casino chips, blackjack tournaments with huge cash prizes, and it's all week long. Not to mention NFL. College bowl game's going. We're going to go over those odds in a little bit. The return of the NBA. Soccer. All of it on my bookie, And it's real simple. Just sign up, make your first deposit. Enter promo code radio, claim your bonus, and start taking advantage of these holiday freebies they got going on. And if you uh, head over to mybookie.ag to discover this year's batch of fun on-site promotions and win big with six days of giveaways starting today, mybookie.ag, promo code radio, this holiday season, bet with the best, bet with mybookie. Take a break out, put it on the triple beam I'm not from Canada,
0: but I see a lot of things This Mandela, I know how to handle her This is The Blitz, the Blitz. on ESPN 97.5 I think I need help I'm drowning in myself You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5 live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman
2: you know, there's a, a few guys on Twitch that are all thinking hey you know what we should just get rid of Harden and pull that deal as fast as possible I don't necessarily disagree with that. I don't need to see James Harden play two months of uninspired basketball where he doesn't give a damn if the team wins or loses. He's going to get his. That's it. He didn't care about anything else. So he's going to up, you know, 27 shots a game. And if he goes, you know, 9 of of 14 from 3 or 1 of 14 from 3, you know, ZFG, he's just going to chuck it and get his. I'm with you. If I can get uh, a, a really good deal that I like for James Harden, I would pull that trigger now rather than later when um, we were talking about the, the three deals that you mentioned. Yeah. I, I don't see the logic in the Toronto deal or the Boston deal from the side of those two organizations, but I could definitely see the logic from the Denver organization. Yeah. I love that deal.
1: I, I like it for both teams. Uh,
2: have you seen this thing? The, uh, the heat supposedly uh, are out on on James Harden.
1: Yeah, I didn't see any way the Heat were going to be able to get him because they don't have draft picks and they're not going to be willing to give up the guys that the Rockets would want. It's kind of like you know, it's kind of like 76ers. It's like it's all Daryl Morey can talk all he wants about it, but the reality is I don't think they have anything the Rockets want. I mean, Ben Simmons, if that's the centerpiece, Ben Simmons isn't a fit on this team. Ben Simmons I mean, can't shoot. Uh, exactly, and You've already got John Wall as your ball dominant guard. I mean, and you're stuck with him for three years unless you flip him. Now, I think if you could, um, if if Ben Simmons is part of a three way deal, then you could make it happen. But uh, otherwise, I mean, the, these the the Celtics deal and the Denver deal, the first two, where I've said, okay, that makes some sense. I mean, the Celtics one makes a little less sense, but I still like it.
2: Uh, from the from
1: the. Boston perspective. Oh, okay. I
2: was going to say from the Rockets perspective, I love them. And, and yeah. I wonder how much of this is look, everybody wants to throw their hat in the ring. And I don't mean team-wise, I mean media-wise. Everybody wants to throw their hat in the ring with, hey, did you hear this rumor? Hey, did you hear that rumor? And there's a rumor out for every contending team except the Lakers of how they, you know, well, oh, they could offer this for Harden, but they could offer that for Harden. And most of them like you look at them, you read them right away. And like, yeah, this is, this is nonsense. This is nonsense for, you know, for Miami, you know, Tyler hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, You're like, well, those are three really good young players. Uh, like you mentioned in order for them to move a draft pick before 2027, they'd have to get permission from the thunder to release a swap on it. Yeah. That's not going to happen. So it, it you know, if they weren't and, and if you're Miami, why would you just went to the NBA finals? Why would you get rid of these three young guys, uh, who they bowled for you in the postseason? Tyler Hero stepped his game up huge in the postseason. Kendrick Nunn was like the second best rookie in the league. Why, why would you give these guys up um and change like everything that you had built up on a team that just got to the postseason plus um I'm not a believer in sports as a reality show. And Jimmy Butler versus James Harden would be a reality show. Oh, yeah.
1: I, it, that would be a fun mix. because, And that's kind of why I, I was hoping he'd go to Brooklyn. Because what a glorious disaster that would be. I mean, they'd be really good. But with those three knuckleheads, oh, man.
2: Say, if you think Kyrie Irving is weird now, wait till Harden and KD start ganging up on because yeah. that's what will happen. Harden will hitch his wagon to his boy KD and the two of them will just bully Kyrie into whatever it is and then he'll be like, you're not going to bully me. Take his ball and go home. It would be an a, an absolute dumpster fire.
1: I'd love it. Uh, let's, uh, let's try Keith. What's up, Keith?
3: Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's up? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so w- number one, I don't. I don't believe that Harden's going to go anywhere. And secondly, I believe that we'll have a better record if he com- gets a complete buy-in than we had last year. We'll have a better shot than we did last year with Westbrook. Even though I love Westbrook.
1: Okay. Hello. Yeah. Okay.
3: Secondly, Secondly, I got a sports betting question because me and my brother bet a lot, and I and I bet other guys too, but. As far as like the Vegas odds, like last night the game was three points, or yesterday the game was three points, Casey and uh, New Orleans. I don't, I haven't bet like real money. You know, I bet like $50, $100, something like that, but I'm talking about real money. So when the line is three on Vegas odds and the game ends like it ended yesterday, 32 to 29, is that a push or yeah. did I, did I
1: win? No, that's a push. Yeah. If the, so sp- it- if the spread is three, then essentially the score was 32, 32, as far as you're concerned. So that's a push. All right. Uh, and as far as Harden buying in, yeah. It, it are they better than last year? Yes. I, I, I well, I don't know. I, I don't know what John is going to give you as opposed to what Russell will give you. I like the wood signing. I, I like bringing in cousins. Uh, I, I thought those were, uh, I, I thought that made them a better team than they were at the end of last year going in. But I, I'm I'm kind of, I think I'm like a lot of Houston. I'm over James Harden.
2: Um, obviously, you know, Wall is a very talented player. And Boogie may have been the best true center in the league before all these injuries started happening. And, you know, if you said do they have more talent right now than they did last year. More talent, yes, but I can't count on that talent. Look, I want, I want Boogie Cousins to be healthy because I'm a Boogie Cousins fan. And I feel like he got a lot of bad reps a lot of times. Uh, you know, he kind of had that Rasheed Wallace type thing going on where, you know, if he so much as looked a certain direction, he got teed up. He didn't have to say anything. Uh, Boogie is an incredibly talented player. And for him to have suffered the consecutive injuries that he has suffered, I mean that's cruelty. That is sports cruelty. So I am absolutely rooting for him to come back. You can kind of make the same thing about Wall, who had the knee injury, uh, the foot injury, and then the Achilles back to back to back. Like it's it's almost not fair. You know, growing up, uh, Bernard King was the guy on the Knicks who. All world talent just kept suffering freak, devastating injury one after the next. I mean the Knicks had delusions. Well, not delusions, they had these these visions of grandeur with Bernard King and Patrick Ewing and, and the dominant team that they were gonna be. And Bernard King didn't last one season because of the injuries uh, with the Knicks, and it just it, it unraveled real quick. I, I want those two guys to be healthy and to play well, there's no way you can bank on it.
1: Oh, no, no. If they're healthy, they're, I think they're a better roster with Harden than what they had last year. But uh, I, you know, if, if you get one of them to be healthy, good for you. Uh, if, if somehow they're both healthy, yeah, you're a better roster. You're still not good enough because James Harden's still your best player, and that's not going to be good enough to win anything. So.
2: How much is Harden going to be willing to cede control of the basketball to John Wall, who is a true playmaker. How much is he going to allow that? You know, you think of what Wall could do. You know, a couple of years ago, James Harden used to run that high pick and roll, high pick and pop, and they did this, and they just absolutely dominated every time they did that. They've gotten away from it the last two years. I could see Wall and Wood, Wall and Boogie just trashing teams running these pick and rolls and pick and pops. How much is Harden going to be okay with that? Somebody else has the basketball. Somebody else is scoring. Because recently, the last couple of years, you could say when James Harden doesn't have the basketball, he has a stationary presence on the floor.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, I don't think he's going to go for it, which is why I think they're going to wind up doing something. And I, I think they realize that. that you know, But you've, you've got to get the best value you can. So you, you're not going to go out and say that kind of stuff right now that, oh, well, James isn't going to buy into this. Uh, you're just gonna you're saying, Oh, we're willing to keep him, we're willing to keep him, make a better deal. And uh that's what you're gonna do.
2: Your thoughts on uh Steven Silas, the way he's handled everything going on so far.
1: Uh, I think he's handled about as as well as you could expect considering the situation he's been thrown into. I don't know that he was when he came in here it was gonna be your Harden and Westbrook both won out. Uh I don't know if he, he was aware of that. I assume he was it was certainly raised as a possibility. But I think he's handled about as well as you can.
2: See, I, I think he's done a really nice job, and you know, at times he's kind of put it on James and said, so, "Well, you're, you're going to have to ask him," you know, put it on him. And, and Harden, you know, look, Harden's given us the BS answers. But would you rather he said the truth and maybe, or at least his truth, and disparaged various people or the organization, or would you rather he just tell his lies, take the heat until it finally? Resolves
1: itself. Uh, yeah, because I think he'll go, he'll scorch earth the whole thing when he gets traded. Oh, that's definitely not. yeah. So, all right, quick break. We come back uh, some college football bowl odds for you. I Already got one bowl game in the books. Believe it or not, App State uh, crunch North Texas, and yes, that number was twenty-one. So App State covered. We'll uh, we'll tell you who's going to uh, cover in the Idaho Potato Bowl when we come back. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. Ninety two
0: five. I can't wait to meet you there. I don't care. I'm so horny. That's okay. My will
3: is good. Years of research and innovation
0: innovation map is the new voice of innovation in houston pretty cool huh morty covering startups tech energy health social impact and more visit innovationmap.com today do it now do it do it do it now This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios,
1: here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Giveaway time again. Leave the grump in 2020 and plan a visit to the Grinch's Grotto at the Woodlands Mall. Win a spot for your family to unite with your favorite holiday grump to uncelebrate 2020. Uh, at six thirty-five, we'll take callers two and nine to seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. You're going to win a voucher for up to five people to see the Grinch's Grotto at the Woodlands Mall. COVID safety precautions taken on site, so make sure you're the kind of person who's cool going to a mall right now and the Woodlands. You know that's uh, we'll we'll give away two of those, and good thing for your for your kids there. Um, okay, we're talking to to do some college bowl lines, but uh, I, I want to mention that uh, Tennessee is out of their bowl game. So uh, with, because of COVID tests, which, by the way, if you're Aggie, you might be a little worried about that. Uh, but uh, the – so if they're out of the Liberty Bowl, which we're talking about Army not being in at 9-2. and two, The – either the Liberty Bowl or the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl could potentially be a landing spot for Army – the latter would be an option, especially if Mississippi State were to slide into Tennessee' spot in the Liberty Bowl, uh, which is probably more likely because I think the Liberty Bowl is a bigger payout, and that's an SEC tie-in. But that might be a good uh, opportunity for uh, Army to get into a game instead of all these two-win teams. But every, uh, everybody's just basically filling their, their bowl slots. Like South Carolina, the, the coach said, oh, the SEC tells us what to do. I mean, you ought to be thankful that your two-win ass gets a chance to go to a bowl game. So, um,
2: You know, this is kind of the weird thing. Like, every year, there's always this large contingent of people. There's too many bowl games. There's too many bowl games. I don't want to watch all these bowl games. This year, with all the bowl games getting canceled, people are like, well, there's not enough bowl games.
1: Yeah, well, that's uh, because <laughs> we've gotten used to betting on them, which, uh, speaking of which, tomorrow's game. Tulane minus three against Nevada in the Idaho Potato Bowl. Uh, I think I'm taking Tulane here. Um, they have been pretty solid against the spread all season long. Boca Raton Bowl. Central Florida plus six and a half against BYU. Give me Central Florida. These guys have played really well over the second half of the season. Got healthy. Their quarterback is, is just a monster. I mean, BYU's is too, but... Uh, Their only loss was a tough one against Cincinnati. I like that. Keep an eye on it. I think it's a seven. I'm really popping it. Uh, New Orleans Bowl, Georgia Southern, minus five and a half. Louisiana Tech. Got no opinion on that yet. Uh, Montgomery Bowl, Florida Atlantic, plus nine against Memphis. No real lean there. The New Mexico Bowl on Thursday afternoon. Since I'll be off, I'll be drinking all Thursday afternoon and... Watching UH minus twelve against Hawaii.
2: The Rainbow Warriors.
1: The New Mexico Bowl, which I believe is being played in Dallas. I could be wrong.
2: It's uh, it's in it's at Toyota Stadium in Frisco.
1: Or uh, Frisco, okay, not Dallas. It's close. It's like okay. the woodlands of Dallas. Yeah, it's close. Uh, the Camellia Bowl, Marshall plus three or against Buffalo. I Think I like me a little Buffalo there. Um, Gasparilla Bowl, South Carolina plus six against UAB. That's your two-win South Carolina. The Cure Bowl. Hmm. That's kind of an odd name for 2020, the Cure Bowl. We don't really have one yet. Liberty plus five and a half against Coastal. We don't have
2: to deal with the Cure playing at halftime.
1: I hope not. Uh, Probably going to lean Coastal there. That was a game they were supposed to play a couple weeks ago, and good for Liberty that they got in the bowl. The first responder bowl. Lafayette minus 12 and a half against UTSA uh eh, that's that's a lot of points i it's pretty good but i think you test they can keep it within 10 lending tree bowl western kentucky plus four against georgia state got no interest cheese it bowl i am going to i'm going to hit oklahoma state pretty hard against miami
2: how big is the spread on
1: that? uh oklahoma state's minus three really miami is a fraud uh they, they've played two good teams they've got murdered both times and uh, I, I think Oklahoma State is going to eat their soul, depending on which players actually play. Um, Alamo Bowl, Texas minus 11.5 against Colorado. A slight lean towards Colorado there. Uh, the Dukes-Mayo Bowl, Wisconsin minus 7 against Wake Forest. Oh, I can't wait to not bet on that one. Uh, Music City Bowl, Missouri plus 13.5 against Iowa. Missouri can score some points. I'm not that impressed with Iowa. I might that might be a lean toward Missouri? The Cotton Bowl, Florida minus two and a half against Oklahoma. Give me Oklahoma.
2: That game should at least be a lot of fun to watch. There could be a lot of points in that
1: game. Yeah, I I think Pitt's sitting out for Florida is huge. I think he's one of the reasons why Kyle Trask has looked so good all year. And Oklahoma's kind of gotten it together here over the second half of the season. I, I'm I'll, I'll take Oklahoma in the two and a half. I hope it gets gets back to three. Uh, Mississippi State is plus three against Tulsa. Well,
0: that might be Army in Tulsa. That
1: that may not now be Army in Tulsa. I would be prepared to unload on Tulsa there if it's Mississippi State. Army is going to be a different animal. Ball State plus seven and a half against San Jose State. Uh, No interest in that. West Virginia will now either play Mississippi State or Army. If it's Army and West Virginia is a, a significant favorite. I will I will take Army. It's kind of hard to prepare for that offense in a week. The Texas Bowl. Arkansas. With both of its wins this year, plus six against TCU. Ugh. That's uh, not the sexiest Texas Bowl we've ever had. Would you say this is the
2: worst Texas Bowl we've had?
1: Uh, No. In the
2: AdvoCare since era.
1: Um, uh, no, because there was like a Rice Western Michigan one year. Um, I'd have to go back and look, but there've been some. That, but although you never had a team that only has two wins, so it's just it's the COVID. I think I think it, it. At least Arkansas is of interest here. So, uh, Peach Bowl Cincinnati plus six and a half against Georgia. Give me Cincinnati. This game means nothing to Georgia. And for Cincinnati, it's going to be a huge deal. Most of Georgia's guys are either going to opt out or take care of themselves for the NFL. Uh, Cincinnati is to them this is this is like the biggest thing ever to prove that they belong and that they can beat a Power Five team. I like Cincinnati here. Uh, Citrus Bowl, Northwestern minus two and a half against Auburn. Probably leaning Auburn here. And on to the good ones: Notre Dame plus nineteen against Alabama. I think people seeing recency here, but I, I just think Alabama so much better. I, I I got time before that game to do how more many, research.
2: How many points is Alabama favored by?
1: 19.
2: Uh, I, I'd probably hit, the, uh, hit, the, hit Alabama.
1: Uh, Ohio State plus seven against Clemson. Uh, in, a touchdown or less, I like Clemson. Uh, Kentucky in NC State in the Gator Bowl. Pass for now. Uh, Outback, Ole Miss plus seven against Indiana. Give me Ole Miss. Give me the Kiffins. Uh, I, I I like them at plus seven. Fighting Kiffins. Uh, Fiesta Bowl, Oregon, plus four against Iowa State. Uh, no opinion on that one yet. I, I'd lean Iowa State as of today, but I, I need to see how some of these other Big 12 games go. And then North Carolina, plus five and a half against Texas A&M. I like North Carolina. I'm sorry, Aggie. I like North Carolina here. Aggie's disappointed they didn't make the playoff. I mean, it's a big bowl for them. For North Carolina and Mac Brown, I think getting to this kind of a bowl game is a huge deal. Uh, I I think there's the motivation factor, and this is one of those things that we always look at in bowl games. It's all on North Carolina's side.
2: I was gonna ask you, do you see AM not getting in as they are morally detru- like morally defunct and now they're just like we got screwed, we didn't get in, the whole season is BS or or oh, they ticked off and they show up with a chip on their shoulder and they punch the Tar Heels in the mouth.
1: I think they are, just judging from what the players are saying and what the fans are saying, they are disappointed. Uh, and I, I think, you know, they believe they belong. Uh, I uh, I definitely am going to lean the other way here. But again, I, I got some time before that game.
2: I would hope... That A&M uses getting slighted as I, I, a motivational factor. I hope so, too. Up but, hard.
1: but as of today, the one thing I can't tell you is which players are going to opt out.
2: Right, and that's going to happen.
1: And I, I could see a couple of Aggies doing that. I could see a couple of North Carolina guys doing that. And if that happens, I'll, I'll change my opinion. Listen, a and is better than North Carolina, okay? I, I'll, I'll make that statement. But in this game, on this particular situation, I think North Carolina's a side to bet. So, all right. You want to talk about ugly Texas Bulls real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, One that stands out would be the very first one in 2006, Rutgers versus Kansas State. But you did have Ray Rice on the field, so at least you had an NFL running back. They had a puncher's chance. Uh, Another one, you had Rice, Western Michigan, 2008. Here's one for you. Illinois versus Baylor in 2010. That was that. But that was a browse Baylor, right? I believe so. Yeah, so they were they were they were pretty good.
2: Uh, and then Syracuse, Minnesota, 2013. That was the first year that I was down here. And then the next year, you got the uh, you know the SEC Big Twelve tie-in, and you had Texas, and they got smashed. But you had Texas play. Then you had LSU, Texas Tech. Then you had A and M. You had UT again. Then you had Baylor. Last year you had A and M. Like so. For me, I guess because I wasn't here for all those uh, earlier ones, uh, wasn't here when it was the Meineke Car Care Bowl of Texas. Um, really, all but that first year, twenty thirteen, for me, I've had, you know, at least a, a, a local interest in the game, and it's reflected in the in the attendance. The attendance went from thirty two thousand for the Syracuse game to seventy one thousand. To, to watch UT get molly-whopped by Arkansas. Um,
1: the Hannah mentions TCU versus UH Dalton versus Keenum. I remember that game because that was the Art Browse already taking the Baylor job and he just bailed and he left a skeleton staff of coaches behind to coach the game. All right. Quick break. Only one segment left. It's a blitz on ESPN 975 two five.
0: is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex
1: Community Bank Studios,
0: here's Fred Fowler and A.J.
1: Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz, last segment on a Monday, and this is where we, we do the dumbass report, which I have one. But Patrick Creighton has, was talking about pageant chicks and how he watches them to see how silly they are. And he's never heard this clip, which is like the most famous pageant clip ever. So Aaron has been good enough to pull it for us, and this can lead off the dumbass report because it's about as dumbass as it gets.
0: Okay. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some... People out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. Uh, or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries. So we will be able to build up our future for our children.
3: thank you very much, South Carolina.
2: She's got to be a gum snacker, right? There. <laughs> well, I believe that, and this about as American we should do.
1: Yeah, South Africa and Iraq. We gotta a that, that's that's why we can't read maps. I loved it. All right. Uh, so every time I hear the term space force, for some reason I think of uh, dude. Where's my car when they go? Sultan. It's like space force. <laughs> um, the uh, obviously getting a. Uh, PS5 has been a little difficult for people. Well, a uh, Space Force soldier was supposed to show up at a mandatory PT evaluation earlier this month, but it ended up arriving 30 minutes after he was supposed to because he was hunting for a PS5 at a number of target locations uh, and, uh not wise, guys. He uh, didn't do himself any favors when he replied, YOLO PS5, greater than letters of discipline, after being told he could be punished for his tardiness. And uh, this wasn't the first time that he'd done something like this. But uh, I, I mean, whether you're in Space Force or not, don't be 30 minutes late to work trying to get a PS5.
2: sending Murakam. Uh, <laughs>
1: Uh, We go to San Diego, where a Tijuana man who uh, has been arrested, he smuggled more than 300 pounds of protected sea cucumbers into the United States. Of all things they get going to jail for, John Jimas Torres, 52, uh, drove into the United States last year with 101 undeclared packages of sea cucumbers concealed in the bed of his pickup truck. All right, if you're going to smuggle, don't you have to have a better hiding place than the, just covering up in the bed of your truck? Dumbass. Uh, they're protected under the endangered species. They require a certificate of origin and import-export licenses and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service for lawful importation, none of which he possess. The value of the cucumbers exceeded $60,000. Some people smuggle drugs. Some people smuggle sea cucumbers. Is
2: there a sea cucumber black market that, like, we don't know about?
1: Uh, apparently so. Uh, he was ordered to surrender to authorities. Had to pay 10000 in restitution to the Mexican government. as compensation for the loss of its natural resources. Uh, okay, finally, we go to Florida where a state investigator's say a Florida pastor who crusaded against alcohol sales on Sunday is now facing some charges of his own. I don't want to say irony can be pretty ironic sometimes, but uh, he's now facing child pornography charges. Death penalty. 62-year-old William Dalton Milam was arrested on two counts of promoting sexual performance of a child and 25 counts of possession of child pornography. Uh, he is vocally opposed to... Local ordinances to allow Sunday liquor sales. A tip came from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Uh, No word yet if he has a lawyer. But... uh, If you're a turd, it's going to come back to you. Yeah, God guy who fought alcohol sales. Hey, I'm Team Alcohol. And uh, you are a bad person. That's your dumbass report.
2: You know those laws about uh, cruel and... Unusual death sentences. Yeah, they should be suspended for instances like this.
1: Um, well, I, I kind of feel like any child, uh, any child diddler, you know, to me that's the same. You're in you're in the murder category as far as I'm concerned. But
2: extreme pain should always be in for anybody on any kind of child anything like just massive extreme physical pain.
1: No, I, I kind of feel like you should uh get a couple shower scenes like American History X as part of your <laughs> sentence. You know, Ed Norton. Have uh,
2: uh the entire gang take a turn. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Including the really big guy who clearly did some damage. But uh Didn't
2: they have a scene like that in um uh what was the prison show on HBO?
1: Oh Oz. Oz. They yeah. had
2: a scene like that in Oz where somebody got their head slammed into the wall and
1: yeah I don't remember that I remember, and then of course sons of anarchy, poor juice got uh Marilyn Manson quite a bit, although Marilyn did read poetry to him, so it was it was special, <laughs> so yeah that's uh um it, and it's funny for says it doesn't make sense about this sunday rule i I agree, I don't know why it is I can walk down to the bar and buy bourbon at the bar but I can't go buy it at the store. Damn puritans. The other the other thing that I don't like and you know it, it's like why can't I walk into a convenience store and buy alcohol like I can in Nevada or Louisiana? Like if I want to go to the to the Exxon or the you know the Valero I should be able to get vodka
2: now, the very first time that I saw you could buy hard alcohol in a gas station, uh, I want to say it was in Louisiana.
1: Yeah, and, I think that was my first experience and too.
2: I was just like, "What the hell is going on here?" They sell hard liquor in the gas station, and then I saw that they had drive-through like daiquiri places. Yeah. This was new for me coming down from New York. Wait, you have drive-through alcohol? Do the cops just sit out there, just like waiting for you to come out of the drive-through lane? Like, Not only if you bought <laughs> it, only, only if
1: you bought them one. Yeah, this one's for you, officer. Thanks, buddy. All right, that is going to uh, wrap it up. Patrick, really appreciate you filling in. Looking forward to listening to you and uh, Jason on the way home.
2: Thanks for having me in, brother. And, appreciate uh, it.
1: I, I'm I'm sure it will be uh, – uh, you guys will have some great stuff, and I get to hear some of Jason's takes on some of the things we talked about today. Uh, but make sure you catch Late Hits. They're here uh, most nights, 7 to 9, except for Tuesday, which is usually soccer matters. Sometimes that flips around. <laughs> Uh, they do a great job. Uh, it's a fun show. It's the best show going on at night uh, on a regular basis. And uh, so I'm going to give you an A-plus, Creighton. Uh, I'm going to give Aaron an A-plus. I'm going to give Trey a C-plus just for wandering around in the background the whole time. Uh, Till tomorrow, stay sportsy, bitches.
0: Warning, morning. You're listening to ESPN 97.5.